Hello and welcome to episode 5 of The Manic Podcast with me, Liam, and my wonderful co-host, Tobias. Hello world! Hello world! How are you, Tobias? I am awesome. How are you diddling, Liam? I am sexy as always. Not that sexy, though. You're going to say you hate me, aren't you? I hate you. There it is. Well, I love you equally. It's fine. I know. Now, last week, what did we talk about last week? We had a Halloween horror special. I'm still kind of suffering from it. That's why this time I'm sitting with my back to the telly. Because I, I creep myself out a little but bit. But now I can see my face over your shoulder in the reflection. You think it's creepy. I think it's endearing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different viewpoint. It's definitely a different viewpoint. Now, what are we going to discuss this week? Oh, we're going to discuss something I don't want to discuss. Politics? I like no, you like politics. I like this. I'm not good at politics. Now we're doing uh, songs from musicals. It was definitely your choice. It was my choice, and I knew you were going to suffer with it. So because of that, we decided it might be the best thing we could do to bring someone a bit more knowledged up. And yet we have someone else. They weren't available, so we, no, we couldn't find the person there. we wanted. So we Michael Ball's else. really busy at the moment, but one day Michael Bublé is going to be free. He is. We should have waited. Oh, we should have. <laughs> is it too late? It's never too late. Yeah. Ball and Bublé. Carrie Hope Fletcher. I'll be fine with that one. More realistic, I think, actually. We could do that. Not yet. <laughs> is it not realistic? Yet. Not at this point, but it's no. more achievable than Michael Bublé. I don't know. Who is our guest, Tobias? Our guest is the lovely Emily Hewitt. Hello, Hello Emily. Emily! Hi, Liam. Hi, Tobias. Hello. Welcome to the sofa. Oh, thanks. This is lovely. Are you excited to be here? I'm so excited to be here. That didn't sound genuine. No, it didn't. I, I didn't. I feel like we should retake it. Maybe now that she knows that we want Michael Bublé and Carrie Hope. She's like, I'm... I'm still waiting for them too. Not even second best at this point. It's a spare chair. <laughs> There's a list of people. You were on it. Well, they are. But let's, <laughs> but let's be honest. If, if we're going to get one of them in, they're not sitting over on the chair out of the way, are they? You're, you're over there. Let's be, if they're in, I'll sit over there. That's true. I'd be quite impressed. They'd be in my house. Carrie can have my chair. It's fine. The chair I'm sitting on, she can have my chair and I'll sit out of the way. You do know it's actually my chair. You're yeah. just sitting in it. I've claimed it, though. I know we refer to it as Liam's chair, but I still own it. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But it, it will always be known as my chair, which makes me happy. We do stop other person. people from sitting in that chair because it's Liam's chair. But I own it. I'm like a vengeful spirit. If you sit in my chair, I will find you. Why didn't we talk about that in the horror cast? Oh, we should have. Liam, you're, you're a vengeful spirit. spirit. <laughs> Hashtag break of night. Hashtag break of night. We do like to randomly hashtag things. I also tagged break of night in the last Did you? Podcast, well yeah. done. Because I thought we've quoted it in every podcast and I've never tagged it. Brilliant. Brilliant. So we're discussing musicals, Emily. Yes. You're a theatre head. Yes, completely. How would you describe your experience with theatre? Oh, wow. Well, it did started with uh, my love of musicals. My mum always loved musicals growing up. She was obsessed with Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat and all of that stuff. Have you seen um, it? I have, yes. I saw it when I came to Norwich and I loved it. I wonder if you saw the same version. When was it? Oh, boy. Uh, 2010, maybe? Maybe, that's about right. Uh, they had it at the Coral Exchange, which is near where we live. Yeah. Because they, they'd done that TV show, hadn't they, where Andrew Lloyd Webber looked for Joe Yes, yeah. And it was one of the ones that didn't win it. It was one of the lower down ones. Who won um, it? Was, did Lee Mead win it? Lee Mead did win it, yes. So I don't know who we got. But if it, if they toured to King's End, they probably toured to the, To be honest, Norwich. the top like three or four on that show were quite good, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one that I saw was amazing. I just fell in love with the whole vibe of musicals anyway. And then uh, I think we went to go see, when it was, Les Mis, when I was 10, again, I think. 
the Gareth Gates tour in Norwich again. Uh, my brother and I were the only kids there, and my parents were stared out by many a theatre girl. Like, what the hell are you bringing children to? But we uh, we sat and we watched it, and I cried my eyes out because I loved it so much. Um, That's fair enough. That's what musicals are good at. They're good at invoking emotion. Completely. Yeah. yeah, they completely bring out, out every raw emotion in you. Anyway, loved it. And then <laughs> um, just went musical crazy in a sense musical crazy yes I think if once you decide you like musicals and you're happy to admit it you do can kind of embrace it oh yeah you're in or out there's, I would there's no way I would like say I, I kind of have down this cast but actually I do love going to see you musicals. do love I do I I'm think not you, you said, no and I think you said you, your, your outright knowledge isn't necessarily as broad as it is about films and TV. I know films and TV. That's my zone. We've already covered that you can you can list out the, the like the credit orders. Yeah. If I was like, I want the cast order of Mean Girls. Go. You'd be like, what? They're, they're, they're not the film. Not the film. <laughs> not the film. Not the film. I didn't know there was. A, is there a musical of Mean Girls? It's quite new in America. Very I good. Very that. good music. Is anyone famous in it? That's all I can name. Um, the Janice, the best friend, is played by a very famous. West End who you actress. don't know the I name can't of <laughs> I do so know famous. her name but I can't think what it is she was in Heather's when that was in America on Broadway as the main role yeah. and she's been in a lot of other little things as well but it's very good yeah. but what we're going to do today is we're going to run through our top three favourite songs from musicals mm-hmm. we've had a little kind of pre-warning just to make sure we haven't collided on anything collided 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 hashtag Clyde hashtag Clyded and I think as you're the guest, we should probably let you go first. So what is your third favourite so song? my third favourite song is from the musical Rent, which I think we might have a common theme here, uh, but it's the song Will I, um, and it is when all the characters end up in the AIDS support group circle, and it's a quite short song, and it just goes in a round, um, and it's stunning. It's quite a quiet song, and it, there's, there's a little bit of a crescendo, but it's just a moment where all the characters get to chill out because the song before it is another day which is the big crescendo of the second oh, the first half of the musical so it's quite a nice time to put the characters to calm down after going a bit crazy and that song and it's just beautiful like, you listen to it on repeat when I'm driving around and it's just stunning a lot of the music in Brent is very very good I, I yeah. did say that on our first podcast Rent was one of my favourite musicals yeah. you did it was my favourite musical because it's the only outright musical that's made me sob yeah at the funeral it rips your when Colin sing. sings to the uh, funeral that that gets me but not in the film version I like the film version as we discussed but yeah. the, the West End version of it is it gets you yeah. I've not seen or heard the the West End or Broadway version I've seen the film yeah. uh, but I said when you noted it as your favourite um, I saw an amateur version locally yeah. but it was so good yeah. it could have been you, if I remember you actually said that one of your favourite Rent songs was better by them than if you, in your opinion than some of the West End cast that you yeah. like, I agree. you'd heard. I just find that quite often that Ready Red the Musical where um, amateur groups can do it so well. I think it's so because it's, it is an emotional musical yeah. and you can put raw emotion into it. Mm-hmm. So it does, it can come across better by uh, not a professional cast yeah. sometimes. Yes. Yeah, I mean... It doesn't need crystal clear vocals all the time. Yeah. Uh, it's always that thing, especially when it's a local amdram. I knew some of the people in it, that's yeah. why I'd gone to see it. Yeah. I actually didn't know Rent before I went to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can be put off if it's someone I know. Yeah. Because you kind of... I think you're a bit more judging of them. You are, because you have your own personal opinions of that person. You know, if they went away. off, you're going to cringe that a little bit more. Yeah, but honestly, I said... 
to them afterwards, and this is the biggest compliment I could give them, I would have paid more money to have seen that yeah. production. Which is always a good way of gauging something. Yeah, if I, yeah, because you don't want to pay money for anything. No. <laughs> no, all, the human race, we're all cheapskates, we love it. Yeah. So your third one is Will I? Yes. Tobias, what's your third? My third one, I feel like it's a bit of a cheat really, because it's from... A musical I haven't seen. That's alright, because my third one is also from one I haven't seen and I, I've listened to the soundtrack of. That's how you know it's a good song. Like. This one. Yeah. I have seen the film version, um, but I've picked it for a different reason. So, the song I've chosen is The Phantom of the Opera. The musical it's, or the song, sorry. The song, oh. The Phantom of the Opera, from The Phantom of the Opera. A very famous song. And my re- I saw the film with Jarrah Butler, which, to be honest, I was very underwhelmed by that. I think I, a lot of people were. Yeah, I, I actually cool. thought... I think a lot of people thought Jarrah Butler actually didn't deliver on it. Really. No. I thought he was quite weak, to be honest. His, yeah. his emotion in it isn't right. Now, why I've chosen it is basically from a life experience, really. Uh, I used to work at the local theatre... And we had a group in called Smacky, and they used to do uh, a musical show. Oh, cool! And it had lots of songs from the musicals. Yeah. But in one of them, for the Phantom of the Opera bit, the main guy Barry from Smacky, yes, his group, he used to get changed in the wings into his um, Phantom costume. Mm -hmm. And as he was singing the lines of the Phantom, I used to be with him holding his mic. So I literally had it full blast in my face. And was a half naked bloke. <laughs> that's not why I like it. <laughs> I wasn't saying that was your appeal. I'm just saying that, that, that was my, the fact uh, of the situation. Point. The point is, you know how something is always better live than recorded. Yes. Have it live in front of you. And like, yeah. actually, having worked with Smacky as well, they're very good. They are very good. Which does help. So you got it first hand and with good quality. It was nothing else really compares I yeah. went from having that which is only they only do a couple of songs from Phantom they do little yeah. sections don't yes they? but I went from that to the film which just is too much I guess distance from yeah. it do you know yeah. uh, I've only seen the film once um, and I've never seen a live production of it however I did see the West End live with Ben Forster I can't remember what year that was but he was he previously played um, Jesus Jesus and Jesus Christ Superstar okay. um, and the 2012 Arena Tour version so I knew he was good and then seeing him do Phantom was incredible absolutely incredible and I, I liked how I didn't actually see the production I saw it and as in concert for the West End Live thing and it was amazing it was it's such a powerful song it is a and powerful song musical it's just incredible it's one that's on my list I've we haven't been for a while, but we do try to go and see a musical every year at minimum. Yeah, normally like professional now, one. Yes, yeah. normally now if I go to London, it's for my own work or something. Yeah, but it always used to be every year we went to see something. Uh, to be honest, the last time we went to London to see a production, it wasn't a musical. We went to see uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Oh wow! Yeah. That was the last thing we saw. Um, but no, Phantom is one of those things which it's on my list all the time. But there's, I guess, because it's quite an established one. You tend to go and see the newer ones first. Yeah, you do. It's always kind of going to be there. So it's you not hope. an urgent thing. Yeah, you hope. To be honest, if they you announced hope. that they were closing it, I'd make sure I went to see oh, it. Oh, completely, yeah. yeah. Because of how long it's been running and how famous it is. Yes. You, you need to see the current cast. But again, it would have been quite nice to see like Michael Crawford in it. Yeah. Like yes, Sarah definitely. Brightman. Because again, she's like the, she was the original. Yeah. So yes. like her her vocals as Christine Daae are... The, the, what you, the what you, you ba- everyone bases like those crazy high notes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Does it go into whistle tone? Yeah. Does it go that high? Yeah. Well, it must do. Either way, it's impressive. It is impressive. Yeah. I couldn't do it. 
Okay, right, fine. you might be able to. I and we're going to have a live performance. No, I tell you what, um, we we're a touring company together. We're about to go on tour tomorrow, and there is always some singing in in the song. In the song, in the car, there's some singing in the car, and I actually do tend to sing Phantom of the Opera. Brilliant. <laughs> so, one of my favourite trips back from a show was when we, we basically did our own jukebox. We showed and dreamed it. We just shouted songs and artists out and just broke into song. That was fun. <laughs> it was good. We have fun. Yeah, we have fun. We have fun. Yeah. yeah. But your favourite song is Phantom of the Opera from My Phantom third favourite song, yes. Yeah, third favourite. Cool. Mine is All Falls Down from Chaplin the Musical. I do not know it at you all. Do not know do I. It. And they've tagged out. Okay, we'll we'll sit in silence. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Chaplin the musical is just a musical that follows the success and rising to fame of Charlie Chaplin. That makes sense. Obvious title. Yes. But it is literally him coming from nothing, becoming who he is, and kind of it's an overall arch of his life and career. Um, so it sees him kind of struggling to be received by all the critics because he had quite a controversial style for a lot of it yeah. but the not the villain of it but there isn't a full on villain in it because he's kind of his own downfall at times um, again it's not one I've seen I've heard the music for it and I've researched the story a little bit and the kind of antagonist to it is Hedda Hopper she's like the main critic yeah. um, and she doesn't get it she doesn't get him at all she thinks there's something more behind him because mm-hmm. his thing was he didn't really speak in a lot of his stuff so he was very yeah. quiet you know who did get him Hitler. Hitler loved Chaplin. Do you know, actually, one of my favourite Charlie Chaplin facts is he and a Charlie Chaplin lookalike contest, but didn't yeah, win. Yeah, he didn't win, yeah. yeah. They always Chaplin. said, you just don't look enough like him. <laughs> and I'm like, he, he twiddled his little umbrella and left. Like, oh, right, fine. <laughs> but no, um, All Falls Down is by Hedda Hopper. It's her song. And it is her telling about how she's going to bring him down. Because he wouldn't give her an interview. She's, she's not the biggest paper out there. She's just one of these small critics. He won't grant her an interview. So she says, fine, if you won't even give me the time of day, I will bring you down. And like the lyrics of the song, one of the first lyrics of the song are, um, you won't grant me a, an interview, so how's it feel in your tall house? It must look lovely up there, but how's it going to look when it all falls down? She's like, I control your career, basically. She says, how are you going to feel if I lie about the people who are in your bed? Because obviously, gay wasn't really a thing back yeah. then. That wasn't accepted. She's like, if I change the name of the person who you're sleeping with, I can destroy you. And there, it, the whole song is that kind of theme. And um, there's a, lots of funny little lines in it. Um, one of them is, what are you going to paint when you can't paint the town? And, you know, what are you going to do when you've got no money to buy friends anymore? And it's, it's quite a sinister song, but it's very fun and very ballsy. Yeah. And it's by, um, uh, is it Jen Colella? She's in a lot of musicals. She's got a very good, potent voice. You'd probably seen her in something. Yeah. I can't tell you what else she's been in, but she has been in a lot. Yeah. But I said, I haven't seen Chaplin. I've just heard a lot of the, the, the songs. Because um, I listen to Encore Radio. Yeah. Which, do you listen to Encore yeah. Radio? Yeah. I do not. No, it's purely just musicals. Yeah. Like Duncan James has a show. Um, Carrie Ellis has her own yeah. show. I don't listen to the radio. It's not on. It's actually on. Um, it's on DAB, so it's like digital. All right. So I listen to it on my phone and on the um, laptops. Yeah. Um, and I know when I was working as a chef, I used to put it in the kitchen on my solo shifts, or when it was just me in a pot wash and driving crazy, just playing it very loud. <laughs> and as it was an open kitchen, the customers loved it as well. Um, but I just used to. I've just heard the songs, and I said, you don't need to sing the show to necessarily really like the song, and that's why it's my third favorite song. Fair enough. We won't just go in a circle, so Tobias, what's your second favourite? Okay, well, it's actually from a musical we've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's from Rent, and it's What You Own. I love that song. What You Own is a brilliant song. Again, I have to refer to the amateur production. It was just It's a duet between two of the characters, Mark and Roger. 
Um, and without bursting into song myself, and I'm not going Feel to, free to, I refuse to. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's For me, it's the best song in there. I know it's probably not the most famous song in there. I think Seasons of Love, is it? Seasons of Love is the yeah, stick-out song. But as we said in the first podcast, yeah. a lot of people have heard Seasons of, seasons of Love, but, but they don't know realize. it's from Rem. Because yeah. it's such a it's used for so many different things, because mm-hmm. of how meaningful it is. And I mean, that song alone, because does it open the show? Yeah. I think it opens and closes the show. Yes, it does. That, that thing of them all standing in a line at the yes, front of the it's stage. it's very famous. It sends oh, your chills down, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. It's, very, it's, it's also, it's not. It's very glee. That that visuals that of Glee use that kind of visual a lot of them all yes. standing in line in spotlight, singing yeah. emotionally. Yeah. yeah. But also, it doesn't give off that immediate musical vibe. No, it doesn't. Which makes it so versatile. Which is why it works. It crosses over into other areas. And a lot very of well. songs from Rent does that as well. Mm. I see. Now, one thing that listeners will know, I bring everything back to Star Trek. You do. <laughs> uh, and the actor who plays Mark is Anthony Rapp, who is now in Star Trek Discovery. But I knew him from Star Trek first because I've actually only recently really... I didn't know he was in Rent. Mm-hmm. So I made a point of seeing Rent, the film, because it was on Netflix yeah. recently. Yeah. And I do love it. Uh, my girlfriend loves it as well. Uh, I just think it's a very powerful production all in all. Whichever yeah. amateur film... I have, As I've said, I've not seen the actual mm-hmm. West End or Broadway. But that particular song, it caught me. It's I don't have many songs on my phone. No. But I do have that one. Yeah. yeah, actually to be honest, I think I've got that one on my phone somewhere as well. Yeah. And again, I like the film version, to be honest, more yeah. than the stage version of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also like to take a minute to just point out that I'm marking a little black mark on the tally chart of Time Spice brings conversation randomly back to Star Trek. <laughs> that is number five so far in the last three podcasts. I would say it's me, it's not that random. <laughs> no, it's not. But it is you, Oh yes. That's my, my ongoing chart of how many times you bring a non Star Trek conversation back to Star Trek. I'm not you I'm gonna can, go at it. You're gonna say Star Wars there. I'm very dead. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I will not bring everything back to Star Wars, but I will... I normally find a link back to Star Trek. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, I just think it's something nice to tally. (laughs) You're also making a tally of how many times I say I hate you. I am. (laughs) It does scar me emotionally, but I think it equally scars you how much I tell you that I love you. Yeah. (laughs) Considering that we are not a couple... No. I probably, I'd probably tell you I love podcast, you so much. you mentioned leaving me, and I went, you do know we're not together. <laughs> it's true, but it's a fear I have. I think it's why I have to reference in everyone that I've got a girlfriend. <laughs> Just so that they don't think that we're I also have a fiancé, so it's not like I'm even gay. So, what's your number two favourite? <laughs> Please move on. Move on quickly. Okay, my second favourite is, uh, well, it's actually a new musical for me and also the musical circuit, I believe, which is Six, which, yeah. I'll tell you something about Six. I don't know anything about Tobias has a new, <laughs> Tobias has knowledge. Uh, no, I, I looked it up. Yes. True. I looked it up. Because you'd both been talking about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So. I will say, Emily introduced me to Six like a week and a half ago, yeah. and I am obsessed with it as it well. It's not on my list, but to watch, watch your info. No, no, I don't have info. Oh, well, My info was that I had no info. Oh, oh, so you, I oh, you, you made effort to look at it, though. So I, I, made, I looked up, I knew it Did you listen to any of the music? No, because to be honest, this comes back to the fact that we tour together. I, I, there's a quiz question on it. Oh, okay. Let you say, because I do quizzes for people individually. Yeah. And That's I do cool. That. Okay, this will be interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so six, it was written by two students at Cambridge who were studying their degree and they wrote it on the side. Incredible. Nice. Um, and That's it's cool. Based around the six wives of Henry VIII. 
and it's their story rather than Hermione's story, which is always told in every history classroom. And it's only the six of them in the cast, it's isn't only it? The six, and the band. Yeah, yes, the so band. Henry isn't in it. Henry isn't in it. It's just the six women. He does technically have a song in it, though, doesn't he? But it's one of them that does it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's more of a it's almost more of a concert when you go to see it because there's no extra actors, no nothing like that. It's it's, it's very much laid out mic stands. Yeah, the mic six stands. mic stands yeah. and they're kind of lined up and they but they all get involved with everything, yeah, don't they? Yeah, there's, um, the visuals that I've seen of it are very impressive. It is fantastic. It's choreographed beautifully. And they cover such a variety of genres. Oh yeah, they, the genres go from like a love power ballad to like kind of hip hop type. R&B almost and it's incredible anyway this I say what is your what is the song the song that I picked was the very first song Ex-Wives where they introduce the introduction yeah the introduction is fantastic and the the musical itself is only an hour and 15 minutes long there's only nine full songs yeah there's only nine full songs in it and it's it's really short really snappy and it's basically the six of them having a competition to see who had it worse it's hilarious is it because I I don't know all I've seen is the website really (laughs) Is it set in Tudor times or is it set now? Modern. Because they're, 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 am I right? They're all tele- black, aren't they? Are they no, not all of them. No, not all of them. At least, but I think I the cast, the cast does, the cast does, in the least in the most current cast of it, mm-hmm. Anne Boleyn's white. Yes. Um, Jane Seymour is yes. white, and I think uh, I, I know they vary it. It Catherine. seems it seems to be. Howard. Very like much like Hamilton, one of the first kind of shows where they're not going. You yeah. have to be a certain race to play a certain yeah, role, completely. which is nice that musicals are starting to do that because yeah. it's known the, the the industry is very much known as you have to be the perfect fit for a role to exactly. get it. Like if you want to go be Annie, it's not just be a certain age; you have to be a certain height perfectly. Yeah, you have to have a certain hairstyle. They don't want to have to do all this stuff to it all the time. Has that changed since the film came out? I don't know to be honest. I don't know because I think a lot of proper musical heads d- ignore the fact that the the latest version of Annie exists. The, the the who is it who does it? Is it Jay Z? I was going to say Jay Z, but Jay-Z. my knowledge of rappers isn't very good. No, surprisingly, <laughs> musicals. I'm in there. Oh yeah, completely. Yeah, All I right. know that a lot of proper Annie Annie and musical fans don't have a very good opinion of it. Mm-hmm. I have seen some of it, and I don't like the film, but it's yeah. not a horrific film. I yeah. haven't seen the movie. It's not horrific, but it's. I'd say watch it as a. With yeah. think oh it's based on. I've Annie. got the original Annie. The worst part of that film is the casting of Cameron Diaz. To be honest, she's Miss Hannigan. What? Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. The best cast I've seen of it recently was Jane Lynch. I knew you were going to say that. She's so good. Have you seen Glee? Yes. Susan Sylvester. Yes. She's actually really good for it. Miranda's done it recently as well, which I don't get. I tell you what. I so get that. I love that. We were watching Glee. We didn't get to finish it because it went on Netflix. But, or wherever it was. Um, we We were watching Glee and at some point... Uh, my girlfriend just literally said she'd make a great Hannigan. She does, and then we found out that she was um, <laughs> Hannigan. Jane Lynch, shall I say she she's done several public performances of little girls. Yeah, um, she, I think she does it on Glee at one point as well. Possibly, uh, it might even just be a snippet of it. Cause she doesn't do lots of yeah. songs. No, right? she doesn't. Um, but no, she's very good at it because she's got that kind of Sue Sylvester kind of hatred for the girls, in it? <laughs> and it works really well. How do we get to Annie? Six. Back to six. six. Right, back to six. So, uh, I saw it when it was in Norwich this, I want to say June or July, probably July, I think. Um, and then it went to Cambridge, and then it sold out 
the Edinburgh Fringe, every single uh, show, it sold out. And now it was on the West End from September, and I think they're taking a break and then bringing back in January of 2019. But it's a fantastic musical that I've. It, it, it is in my top three favourite songs, even though it's very new and a. How new is it? What year, when did it come out? Um, I want to say 2017, but that might. Be I know. Right. I think you're right. I think it's early 2017. Yeah. Um, considering that I've only had it in my life for two weeks, because <laughs> um, you introduced it to me on a ride home. Yes. Um, it is very good. Mm-hmm. The, I like the fact that there is such a genre of music. My favourite yeah. song in it is um, Anne Boleyn's song, yes. Don't Lose Your Head. It's actually, because, and saying about what kind of period is it set in, it is very much set in the modern world because she references um, like texting. Yeah. And, right. I mean, her accent is almost very Essex in it. Yeah. They've, they've kind of modernised it, but they've, they haven't because they ref- they reference all of the dates and stuff. Yeah, it's actually quite historically accurate, actually. If you, if you, you know have the to be. You have to be when you do something like that. Oh, completely. Because history buffs mm-hmm. will be on you. Oh, oh, they oh, are just as bad as geeks. <laughs> they are just the as... dark side of memory, <laughs> If you misquote the date of something in history, you're just as likely to get lynched by the history buffs as if oh, you yeah. say Star Wars instead of Star Trek. Yes, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but as no, who... Six is a brilliant, yeah. brilliant, as brilliant show. As someone who knows the period um, quite well, it's, it does really, it does it justice perfectly. And having them in the spotlight is fantastic. I don't want to say it's a, a kind of feminist type thing, but the it is very, very feminist because feminist. it is very woman dominant. Yeah, so walking away as a woman, I felt so empowered, and my mum and my auntie. It is one of those kind of feelings to it, yeah. because of how dominant it is by women. Yeah, um, six very good. I'd like to see it. Exactly. I would like to see it. You saw it in Norwich, did you say? Yeah, you saw it in Norwich. Norwich. Yeah, Playhouse. My number two. Number two. My number two is from. The stage version of my favourite film. We've the producers. It. Yeah, we go. <laughs> I love the producers. I have, have never you not heard seen? Of this. Have, you haven't heard of it. No. You'd have heard of it though. I've heard of it, but I did say in our first podcast when you said it was your favourite stage, I said I had it on my list. It isn't. It's Birdcage, which isn't my list. Oh, Birdcage is a good film as well. The producers is not on Netflix at the moment. Is it not? No. I have it on DVD twice, so you can borrow one of the copies. We've had yes. <laughs> Lend it. I also love how I was introduced as the theatre buff, and then I know neither of what you just talked about. I think on variety, mm-hmm. probably on musicals, me, then you, then Tobias, yeah. on plays, you are you are queen. <gasps> wow. Because I know that we've had conversations about plays that you've seen, and me and Tobias have both gone, wait, what? <laughs> what is that? Are you making that? this up? <laughs> That's not a thing. Um, but my, my song is Betrayed from producers. Very quick, basic plot of the film, and it's important for the for the song. Mm-hmm. It is about a producer who gets told that you can make more money by producing a flop mm-hmm. musical than a popular, well-doing one. So they go about trying to get the worst play, the worst actors, the worst singers, the worst directors, mm-hmm. but it succeeds. It ends up with one of the characters, um, Max Bialystok, played by Nathan Lane, mm-hmm. yeah. in prison. Because um, his, his partner buggers off with the money, basically. It is a spoiler, but it's not a spoiler because it's not that kind of show. Yeah. It's very much all hinted at. But he, the song Betrayed takes place by him in prison. And it starts with him receiving a letter from his partner, played by Matthew Broderick, mm-hmm. on stage and in the film, um, saying how it, he's in like Rio now with, with his girlfriend, with the money, and how he's saying, I'm really sorry I've left you there, but I'm having a really good life here, so I'm going to stay here. <laughs> um, so he reads it, and the song starts with the letter. And then he goes through basically the entire film, um, sorry, show, in this one song, about 
trying to think about how did I get to this point I'm at now? How did this happen to me? And he runs through every song in the entire show up to that point in little snippets. Um, just him. And it's so much energy. And the staging of it is really good. If you can see like a snippet of Betrayed by Nathan Lane, any version, the film version or the the stage show version, it's so theatrical because it, it's all within a cell. Quite a big like American style square yeah. surrounded by bars at every side cell. And he's got so much energy. You can see the hatred. Halfway through the song, he kind of gets into this little flashback of his childhood. He's like, oh, I was on a farm. Oh, my mum was calling me. Uh, my dog was out there. She was calling me by my name, Alvin. And he's like, wait a second, my name's not Alvin. That's not my life. He's stolen everything, even my past. And it, but that's the theme of this, this musical. It's funny. Yeah. And I, that's actually a lot of my themes of all my stuff. They're quite humorous. Um, and that's my favourite number two it is okay. Betrayed from the producers it's a Mel Brooks musical as well so it's going to be good brilliant so now we're on the final round the number ones numero unos mm-hmm. Toblius what is your number one say my name again <laughs> Toblius <laughs> say it properly Toblius I hate you right okay <laughs> uh, my number one song is from a show I've actually seen this wow. time well done but the reason why it's my favourite song is not because of the musical it's of another version I heard of it right. uh, it's Defying Gravity from Wicked of course I love Wicked it is that song alone is another song like Seasons of Love mm-hmm. that has transcended away from the musical as well Good word, transcended. <laughs> Ironically, telling me that I had a good word, you seem to lose words. You're like, good word, good, <laughs> good word. Okay, it was composed by Stephen Schwartz, originally recorded by Edina Menzel and Kristen Chenowich as a duet. Two very good vocalists. Very good. But the reason I like it is for the rock version by Kerry Ellis. I was going to mention it. And I have heard this. Are you, it's amazing. Yeah, are you, if, is the main place you've heard it in the theatre we worked at in the auditorium or have you heard it separately because they used to play it in they like did. after shows that between possibly, shows that possibly was I don't it was during the big long that. month run panto runs we used to do yes at Christmas because we used to it, they used to have this thing that, at least tech wise you had to work the whole run yes so they, you got used to the show and between every single pantomime the two things that they would always play they'd end a Hang show on. with wasn't Defying Gravity in the show I think they had a version of Defying Gravity in the show they had a the Green show. Witch in, in the yeah. yeah very subtle yes very subtle but the two tracks that they used to play between the two shows were um, Join the Circus from Barnum mm-hmm. um, it was also at the end of the show as well yeah. but then they played the track and then they used to play the rock version of yes. Defying Gravity and actually wow. that's my favourite version Carry of that song as well nothing against it. Adina Menzel she has got some pipes on it oh completely but the thing is I mean in the actual show it's a much slower song mm-hmm. it's not like super slow but, no, no. but the rock version it's it's double paced it's kind oh, of it just yeah. really is it's good it, Kerry Ellis brilliant vocalist and my it's not a fun fact it's a sad fact actually oh. because Kerry Ellis went on the first series of The Voice I remember. and nobody turned around for yeah, her yeah I remember oh, no. they didn't pick her I remember it Kerry oh, Ellis <laughs> that's the problem when you don't know who it is you can't know sometimes The Voice doesn't do it for you the thing is I already knew the song I went to see Wicked I think it was an actress called Rachel Turner I haven't seen Wicked uh, I absolutely loved it. Um, I do like the Wizard of Oz kind of thing. Yes. Anyway, so. I have a friend. I think she might be a mutual friend between us. Her and her family have seen Wicked like four hundred times in London. They they see it at least once or twice a month. That's 
at least, sometimes more. I knew them to be in London for three days once and they saw it four times. Really? That's yeah. hardcore. That's impressive. I've seen it once. Seen I haven't once. I haven't seen it. I've seen like amateur kind of versions of it and I've seen snippets of the show. It's very visual. Yeah. I've read the book of Wicked. Okay. And it's a very good book, and, but it does take a slight. It, it is the story of Wicked, but because obviously it existed before the musical. Yeah. But it was it's slightly a bit more prolonged, obviously, and mm. it, it does things in a different different order. Yeah. We are getting a movie version of Wicked. Yeah. Uh, but it keeps getting pushed back. They they've given it a date, but now it's been pushed back because they're doing Cats. Yes. The film, which, by the way, Idris Elba's just been cast in no as the, like, the villainy one. Oh, McCavity. McCavity. Yes, that's who Idris Elba is. Um, can, can he sing? Actually, McCavity doesn't really sing, does he? McCavity. He doesn't sing his song, though. No, he doesn't, does he? No. He um, uh, who is it who sings it? It's not Grisabella. Um The two... I want to say the two sexy cats. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Because they're the two, like... No, it's the... Um, <laughs> no, it, they they've got lots of like red and orange on the face. It's the two like female kind of yeah. main ones. They kind of sing it. Ian McKellen's the old cat. Yeah. Old Deuteronomy. That makes perfect sense. Uh, but no, Idris Elba. But the thing is, who's Grisabella? Who's going to be the one singing Memory? Oh. Are they going to get Elaine Page back for it? No, because that would be ideal. No, she's the right kind of age now. Yeah. Well, it naturally, originally, and naturally. Yeah. I can't think. Susan Boyle. No, she's making a comeback apparently. Is she? Yeah, I read an, uh, a headline of an article which uh, everyone was like, "Oh wow, brilliant!" I was like, "Actually, right. her saying she posted for the first time in four years." Now on that Instagram. you've got Susan Boyle, yeah. I have to say because uh, obviously we've picked three songs each. Yeah, I had a backup song, and my backup song was from Chess. I know him so well, brilliant song. But it's not for the uh, Lane Page and Barbara Dixon version. It's for the Peter K and Susan Boyle version. <laughs> Do you know what? Actually, Peter K as a woman. <laughs> that role oh, that's brilliant some of my favourite couple of songs are actually the song he does initially which is um, the winner's song as uh, Geraldine McQueen which is the role he plays as a woman in that random documentary thing he made that is a brilliant song yeah very pretty but no um, yeah, Susan Boyle has announced on Instagram for the first post in four years that she's making a comeback okay. and everyone was like yes and I'm like mm, I've never been a massive Subo fan She's got a lovely voice, but Super. she's got an incredible voice. I just she's just not very my... impressed with her acting because she was in a film with Samantha Barks. Was she? Christmas Candle. Yes, it was a very hidden kind of cult classic film uh, made a few years ago, and she played someone's wife. And she she sang in it, and it was stunning. It was beautiful. She sang. There was a moment when she's like, in a church, and she's singing her out. Her heart out. It's gorgeous. But the acting wasn't. The thing is, the she's not an actress. No. She's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. No, I tell you what, though, and I think this is one of the reasons I'll go back to the amateur version of Red. Mm-hmm. They could all act and sing. Yeah. yeah. Because that, I do think that is something that you do find with amateurs. People tend to act, and then when they start singing, they stop the acting. It stops being a performance. They're just yeah. now singing, and that's yeah. all they're doing. That is the key with music, especially if you audition for anything like that. Yeah. You've got to be performing. Not just singing. Yeah. You've, yes. got to, you've still got to tell the story through mm-hmm. song, and that is why I like musical songs more than like pop songs. Like I more like to put a musical playlist on yeah, than a pop playlist because yeah. I like the emotion and the stories Completely. that they tell. Yeah. Yes, you get stories and from pop songs and stuff and normal songs, but I just like I like the fact that I can listen to a forty-minute bus ride mm-hmm. with musicals and I can go through every emotion I can think of in yeah. just a playlist. Mm-hmm. Put it on shuffle. Who knows what I'm going to get. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I would list on a 45 minute bus ride? Uh, the Manic Podcast? That's what I was going to say, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, 45 minutes is the perfect, perfect length. length for any <laughs> bus ride. Any, Except as for the first on... one, which was 19 minutes. You'd have to do that in two trips. That's more, that's <laughs> more like a, a return journey. It's a return journey. Assuming you live 45 minutes away from where you're travelling to and from. If you're not, then go. Just go further. Just, <laughs> just exactly. go further. Keep, go, keep on that bus. Words. Don't get off the bus. But it's fine, because if you listen to us on Spotify, where it is now available, you can subscribe to us. So it doesn't matter if you can't complete it. You can come back to it later. Lovely. <laughs> so your number one was? Defying Gravity. Absolutely oh, love brilliant. it. I'll tell you what, very upsetting. I bought it as in just the track on my phone. I paid for it. And then one day they took it away from me. They no, went, no, what? you can't have that now. Why? I paid 99p for that. <laughs> why, why did they take it away from you? I don't know. You don't deserve it. It's just this. this is not available anymore. It should be. I paid for it. it. This is the problem with streaming things. Yes. Yeah. And it's just like, you shouldn't be able to. But not podcasts. Podcasts are always there. <laughs> 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 What's your number one? My number one is from Loser Ab. Um, however, it's a weird one. Well, supposedly weird. My You're favorite. weird. Is it Fontaine's <laughs> death? <laughs> no. Because that's a weird one to be a favourite. My favourite is actually Drink With Me. Um, where... Exactly. Having being a big lamest fan, I'm like, what is that? Wh- which song is the that? problem is because it is entirely sung. There's like fifty yeah. odd songs in it. It is after the first attack, straight after when all the barricade boys sit down. The barricade boys. That's barricade a nickname in it. That's like a, that's yeah. like the new Beastie Boys. All right, guys, welcome <laughs> to the, the concert. We're the boys. barricade boys. What? What? That's what, me being. That's that's what the that's what the gangsters say, right? <laughs> Hashtag what what? Hashtag what what? Hashtag barricade boys. Yes. Anyway, so it's after the first attack when um they the barricade boys manage to fend off the French army, royal royal army, um, and they sit down on the barricade and it's claimed as Grandier's song, which is the barricade boy who wears green. For anyone who doesn't really know. He's the green power. He's the green power. <laughs> <laughs> he's the so green one of the cool ones. Yes, he's the green one who always has a drink in his hand. Uh, he's the drunk one, basically. Who doesn't really care about the, the revolution. Um, and that's why it's so powerful. Um, and I love it because it's his moment where he basically breaks down and completely disses the revolution. And it's a moment where these this group of young men have been rallying a revolution and they're putting their lives on the line and then they realise how fragile it all is because the second that Grantier sings his verse which was cut out of the 2012 film thank you very much I was going to actually say what is your if you okay if, if you put that bit of hatred about that thing aside what is your genuine opinion about that film I thought it was done really really well I thought it was actually really good for what they had I would just say mm-hmm. Because I, I can see an eye twitching. I don't think Liam likes it. <laughs> no. But I would say what I liked is that the director gave him a chance to act it. Yes, completely. It was acting before singing, but they still yes. sang. Tom Hooper was I the think perfect director it, for it. It fell project. short in areas. Yes, um, it did. I actually I don't think Hugh Jackman was the right choice. He's right. a brilliant performer. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he's right. Yes, to ask. So I put my hand up so I could speak. <laughs> I've not done a lot of talking on this podcast, to be True. fair. You need to get your, your, your bit in. <laughs> my, my dulcet tones. <laughs> um, the dulcet my tones. My thing, right, I went to see Les Mis in the West End. I had a particular experience with it because one of the people I went with, 
his cousin was in the cast oh, wow. and was playing John Valjean. <gasps> so we ended up having... Don't mispronounce the name. That's I know. Like Star John Trek Valjean. Oh. I just got tongue-tied there. Um, uh, and, uh, we end up, so we ended up having drinks afterwards with John Valjean oh. and some of the cast. So that was a bit... <laughs> Emily has just experience. visually melted. <laughs> but actually watching the show, there was so much going on that I got lost. I couldn't keep track of the characters. And yet mm. the film... It's because it frames the film, who you're meant to be paying the, attention. The film to. is more focused. Yes. And um, the one thing I do like about the film, but it does the one thing. ruin things. Oh yeah, but it's an ongoing thing yeah. for the whole film. Is how they sung it all live. Okay. Which I think is a very clever thing they did. Yes. They sung on set. I love that. They did recordings, but the, the majority of the vocals you hear for the songs mm. was as they were filming. Which I think is a very clever thing to do. Yeah. You do lose bits, like the very opening song of you know look down. Yes. That bit. You lose bits because of all the stuff that's happening. You kind of lose the vocals a little bit. But I think it's a very brave thing to do, considering that that film could have been a massive it flop, and it wasn't. Flop. It no, wasn't. It was a it's, massive. It's not it a, a horrible film. film. I like the film, yeah. but there are more things I go. Oh, like, I wasn't a big fan of Sasha Baron Cohen being cast as Tenardier. No, and I will actually, say, he's all right in it. Yeah, originally, like before it. we decided to have our special guest here, hey. we were going to do five. We were. Songs each, and my fifth song was Master of the House. Do you know what? I love Master we of the House. We might have collided because I would have put Master of the House in. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I don't know if you'd have been that specific. I would have put the Matt Lucas version. I knew you would. Yes. Because actually, I think it's a really good version. I that haven't was, seen the Matt Lucas. That because was the thing about, I wanted to talk about because the 25th anniversary Matt with Matt Lucas, that's, that is a, the, my favourite drink with me moment between uh, Hadley Fraser and Ramen Kum... Ramen? Yes. Like the pasta noodle. Yeah. Pasta noodle. <laughs> <laughs> I can't pronounce the name right. But uh, they are the pair who play Grantier and Andreas. And they're the reason why I have qualms with the 2012 version. Qualms. <laughs> That's a great word, isn't <laughs> great it? Great word. The reason I have qualms, qualms with the 2012 version is because they, yes, they added this new song suddenly. However, they did cut out the majority of the character building defining defining moments between all the Barricade boys and the 25th anniversary version really defined each character. That is the problem with bringing a beloved musical, especially one as music dominant yes. as Les Mis to a film. You're, it's not going to transfer 100% over. Mm-hmm. Like Obviously, it's a very visual show in a theatre. Yeah. Like the whole barricade, like lovely ladies. It's all so visual. And it is going to be hard to carry that across honestly yeah. to a film. I mean, as I said, I've got my qualms about the film. <laughs> yeah. And I like the word qualms now, so I will use it more. Yeah. But it is a well-done adaptation well of done. that. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, I think I'm right in saying, I haven't written down this fact, because mm-hmm. obviously I didn't choose a lame is song yeah. no. at the end. But I'm pretty sure Sasha Baron Cohen was recast, because I think it was meant to be Jeffrey Rush. Yes, it no, I've heard that as well. I've heard that as well. Mm-hmm. And that would have been cool. He looked... Yeah. Jeffrey Rush has the more standard Tenardier look. Yes. Tenardier's always got that kind of look to him. Yeah. People that know me know that I have a thing against Sasha Baron Cohen. It's only a very personal thing because he married the love of my life, Isla Fisher. And, uh, and I will always hold but it against I him. I think you just got to hold in there because one day she'll come back to you. One day. Not that we've ever met. She doesn't know about this. <laughs> I think I'm going to write a film, a screenplay called Loving Isla Fisher and just hope that she finds it and is in it. Perfect. <laughs> who, who would she play? Isla Fisher, you fool. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> so I think they're both great number ones. They are yes. great number ones. My number one is from a musical we've all had a choice from. Rent. 
just a great musical. It is. My favourite song is, I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> it's Take Me or Leave Me. Oh, Again, Adina Manzel. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yours is an Adina Manzel song, mine's an Adina Manzel song. What was your song? That's not, she should be in it, wouldn't she? Uh, I don't think she Oh, she's not, no, she's not no, in the, not in I would nearly said the AIDS circle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. It's a support group. Is support it a circle? Group. It's better yes. than AIDS circle. Do they sit in a circle? Yes. It's an AIDS circle. <laughs> now, Mine has Adina Menzel and Tracy Toms. There we go. She was in, I think, the film version as well, actually. Yes. Um, but she's also in the Broadway version. Mm-hmm. And I like it because, again, I like songs that are serious and emotional, but also they have a little bit of funniness yeah. to it. Because that song, it's emotional. Oh, yeah. Because it's that argument. It was close between this song for my number one and Tango Maureen yes. was going to be my other number one I wasn't sure about. Just because I like, I like the dynamic between Mark... And um, Joanne yes. in that song, and it's the, how they're both. She's like, no, she, she won't do that to me. I trust her. And he's like, yes, but think, has she done any of these things? And she's like, oh, oh yes, she has. No. So that was almost my choice. But I like the energy and emotion that goes into, and it has to be Adina Menzel. I have some yes. other good versions of it. Yeah. Like I told you about a male male version of it I saw online, yes. and that is that I've is. Seen... Have you seen it? Yes, I have. I don't think it was. Um, it wasn't Jonathan Groff. No, it wasn't. Think, but it, they pick each other up at one point. They do. Because yes! it's for miscast. Yeah. Where they they Brilliant. swap the genders, and it is a really good version. Mm-hmm. But Adina Menzel and Tracy Tom's brilliant. Yeah. It just works so well, and there's that bit towards the end where they both sing in harmony. Was it? And they go up, yeah. and it's so impressive. Well, what was the male version with Aaron Tveit in it? Yes, it was. Yes, because yes, he's, was. he is Andre Asimov yes. in her film. Yeah. Brilliant. But I say, I like it just because it is so, it's an argument mm-hmm. between two people who really do love each other. Yeah. And it, it's her going, please don't cheat on me and undermine me all the time. And her going, I might cheat on you. <laughs> it's in my nature. And Joanne's like, what? <laughs> it's a brilliant song, yeah, and it's so funny. It, it's that, I can't think of both getting on the table and yes. singing at each other. Oh. And the, the harmonies oh, at the end of that song, where they're at the top of the ranges, is brilliant. Yeah. What do you think of that song, Tobias? Like it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because it's such an. <laughs> Thank you for taking oh, over there. Yeah, I take it. I love it because it it's such an anthem that every single Pride March that you see go on. For yeah, because it is it's, obviously it's, always it's, uh, it's a lesbian relationship. Yes. But that's one of the things. One of the underlying themes of Rent. Mm-hmm. It's inclusive of everything. Yeah. That is kind of the, well, one of the points of the film is you can't powerful. judge people on something. Yeah. And the character of um, Maureen, mm-hmm. obviously she's bisexual because she's yeah. with Mark and then Mark's obviously not clearly 100% comfortable that she's now with Joanne. Yeah. But that's half of her threat, again going back to Tango Maureen, that she's like, he's like, you can't trust her with anyone. Yeah. You know, me <laughs> or you, boys, girls. And she says that, boys, girls, I can't help it. Yeah. She says... My favourite line is, um, there will always be boys in spandex. It's like, <laughs> yes. brilliant. Oh. Again, it's funny, but it's pointed. Yes. So okay. those. So what was your number one? Well, Defying Gravity from Wicked. What was your number one? Ruth with me, let me go And out. mine was Take Me or Leave Me from Rent. Which we all had something from Rent. Yes. Therefore, Rent wins. Yeah. That's why it was my favourite musical. <laughs> Just because, it, it, I say, the music does reach out to everyone. I say, it, it transcends the show yeah. and onto normal mainstream music same as Defying Gravity yeah. it's just a brilliant so, so does Les Mis some of the songs from Les yeah. Mis are, are quoted left right and centre I've heard them in random car adverts <laughs> you know when it's got nothing to do with a car you know that's, a, <laughs> that's how you know a good song you don't have to sing the musical but you know the song is good thank you for coming on the podcast how have you found it <laughs> thank you for having me it's been great love so you've enjoyed it <laughs> yes I've absolutely 
absolutely enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Would you come back? <gasps> what was that? People. I would love to. It would be great. That's good because you're going to. Aren't you? <laughs> we'll have you back at some point. At if, some point. if you're lucky. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. And it, we'll try and not do another musical theme one for that one. We've got to do a bit of right when you come back. Yeah. Just for me, really. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Which we're not gonna. We'll I'll get say, you back for a geeky one. Do you read books? Yes. When we do the book one. We'll need you there because yeah. I don't read books. I think at this point, <laughs> okay. you seem to be who we bring in when to, one of us doesn't have enough knowledge on one of the subjects. No, no, he was right. When he says Tobias, to when Tobias to to doesn't know something. I know, but I felt mean. <laughs> I felt mean naming and shaming. It's all right. But we know that you are the don of film and TV knowledge. Yes. I am. And credit orders, you are the king. Oh, credit my orders, I am. Skill, I Excellent. So once again, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now next week, what are we going to be doing on our next podcast? We're going to do what we're calling the Geek Alphabet. We are. Brief summary, what, what, what is it? What, what should people expect? Just an A to Z of A could be Avengers. It's not going to be Avengers, I don't think. But it'll, it'll just be geek-related things for each letter of the alphabet. R could be Raxacorica Fallopatorius. It's not going to be. K could be Clum. I hate you. <laughs> and I love you, Tobias. <laughs> We'll see you next week. See you later. Bye. Toodle pip. Say bye, Emily. Bye.